Hey, what's up? This is Aiden Taco Jones, and you are listening to Coffee is What Happens When You're Busy Making Plans, the podcast where I travel the world in search of the perfect cafe. And I've been traveling. Man, I'm right now I'm sitting in my uh, hotel room in Phuket. Phuket. I can't... I've said Phuket and then Phuket, Phuket in Thailand, whichever one. I, I honestly don't know which one it is. I've said Phuket because it's got the PH and uh, people don't correct you, but people have like, when I say Phuket, people will slip the the like name of the place into conversation very soon after and they'll pronounce it Phuket as if it's like a passive aggressive way of calling me out on pronouncing it wrong. So I think it might be called Phuket, but no one's actually, no one's really sat me down and, um, and had that difficult conversation with me. So I'm, I'm still waiting for that moment. It's been, it's been a great few days. Uh, man, this hotel is legit five stars. I feel like, I, I feel like five stars for me, doesn't have, like, a prestige about it, because I feel like people are always saying stuff's five stars. Is that true, or is that, have I just, is that, have I just made that up, because I don't feel like I actually deserve nice things? I don't think I've ever stayed in a five-star hotel. This place is incredible. It's right on the end. It's the Marriott Hotel uh, at Merlin Beach, um, just in case anyone needs a little recommendation. Because uh, people who listen to this podcast definitely have the money to be staying in a five-star hotel. Um, it's the Marriott Hotel in Merlin Beach. And it's just, fuck man, there's a private beach in the hotel. There's these huge swimming pools. Um, I think I'm a little bit sick, to be honest, because I've been drinking the tap water. <laughs> like, they say you shouldn't drink the tap water. Like, not don't drink it. They're just like... We prefer if you don't. And I just, for the longest time, like for the last couple of days, I have been drinking it because I'm like, well, I don't want to have to buy other water. And I didn't even ask. And then I just called reception then and was like, hey, can I drink the tap water? And uh, they were like, we prefer if you didn't. You can drink the bottles, of, the glass bottles of water in your room and they're free. This is the other thing. I know because there's different tiers of like, there's different levels of where you're at in the, like, I think because we're doing the gig here, so they've given us a room for free. I think we've got the lowest level room, you know, and we don't have any like included shit. Like there's no drinks included or meals and they wanted me to pay a 2000 baht uh, deposit when I got in, which is like, I guess it's like a hundred pounds. Um, and uh, they were going to take stuff out of that, you know, like anything out of my room that I eat or drink, they take out of that deposit when I check out. So it's like we're at a pretty low level. And then that's why I don't know what stuff is free or if it's free for everyone. Like they do a really good job of, it's a very opaque system, you know, like um, I call them and I'm like, oh, can I drink the water out of the tap? And they go, oh, we prefer if you didn't. Um, you can have those glass bottles in your room. And I was like, oh, is that free? And they're like, yes, sir, it's free for you. Free for me, free for me, free for me. Okay, <laughs> oh god, don't do accents, stop doing accents. Europe, fine to do accents, Asia, no accents. <laughs> free for me. <laughs> that was bad. I was just singing, guys, I wasn't doing an Asian accent. Oh my god, um. 
free for me. They said it's free for me, and it just made me feel good. I guess that's how they fucking do so well. That's how they get you. They make you feel like family. It's free for you, sir. Oh, they call you sir? Oh, that's fucking me up, man. I don't know. Just a lot of my uh, a lot of my insecurities about being worthy or not, they're coming to the fore, you know? Am I worthy of being called sir? It makes me feel uncomfortable on some level. Especially because they call you sir, but they're still like, you need to pay for that. <laughs> it's like, if you respect me so much, don't call me sir. And it's, I'll trade that respect in for some free stuff. If that's available, that'd be great. You, you, can, you can just call me bruv, or you don't even have to say my name if it, it means I can get a few free cocktails at the swim-up bar. There's a swim-up bar in the pool. Like, that's the stuff of dreams, isn't it? I think maybe what made me... Yesterday, so yesterday we were... Um, oh, sorry, just drinking out of my free-for-me uh, crystal water is the brand of the water. Crystal drinking water, manufactured... By Sam Sook Public Co Limited, net content five hundred milliliters. Free for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we played football against these. Uh, yesterday there was like a football game going on, like soccer. All right, um, out near the beach, me and uh, and and the <laughs> indomitable Kyle Legacy um, never bombs. Never dies, always living. Uh, he's, he's a great comic. Kyle Legacy, my boy. Um, we've been hanging out here. He's doing the gig here as well. So we went out, we played some uh, football. And I think that may be what it felt like fucking Bikram yoga afterwards, man. Because it's like sweaty. Like that was the joke that I had when I when I got on stage in, uh, in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur. I was like, this is amazing. This is my first time in Asia. And you guys are like so friendly for how sweaty everyone is like it's so fucking sweaty here man and i guess it's because it's the rainy season it's like more humid maybe is that the thing i don't fucking know how their seasons work but when we played football yesterday um it was just like i was sweating the whole time now i've never sweat so much in my life i don't reckon for an hour we were playing and uh and people kept rocking up there was like a 12 year old kid this like indian kid who was really fucking good and then another kid rocked up with his dad. And at, but at this point, it was like the teams were like three aside. So we were like, oh, the, the, cat, the dad and the kid, like, you know, you guys can split up. And uh, the dad just goes, oh, he's, he's better than all of you. And I'm like, all right, dude. That was the first thing he said. I was like, oh, what teams do you guys want to go on? And he just goes, no, nah, he's better than all of you. I'm like, you suck. I already hate you. And the worst part was the kid actually was very good, but he was just a dick. And like the fuck, the little Indian kid, real good too. I think just as good as the other kid, Indian kid, better dribble, other kid. Uh, I think it was Turkish. Maybe him and his dad were like, him and his dad insisted on going on the same team. So the Indian kid came on our team. Um, that was the thing. I was just like, I mean, surely you want to, if we've got two young kids playing, they can be on opposite teams so that it's not a fucking disadvantage. Ugh, anyway, just this kid, he had a fucking little chip on his shoulder, man, which is what, <laughs> which is what my first girlfriend's mum said about me. And I've always thought that that's insane to say about a child. And if you're an adult saying that about a child, you got some problems of your own. And yet here I am saying about a kid. I don't know. I just didn't like him. Like, uh, 
I was trying to be like, you know, encouraging. I was trying to keep it light. I love playing football, man. And I want to play. But when I play, I'm playing for fun. Like I'm playing to win, but I don't. Actually, that's a lie. No, let me go back. I'm not playing to win. I'm playing to uh, just have some fucking good things happen, you know? I'm playing to beat some people. I want to score a few goals, whatever. But I'm not necessarily that concerned about winning. Uh, I just want to play well, you know? And this kid just said, like, I kept winning. And I'm excited when people do cool shit, even if they're on the other team. If they do something good, I'm like, fuck yeah, man, that's dope. And this kid was like doing some great stuff and a couple times in the game I went to like congratulate him and be like man that was sick and he just didn't even look at me which already that's a bummer (laughs) am I getting angry at this kid because he didn't like me is that what's happening right now (laughs) I think I think I'm upset because this kid didn't want to be my friend (laughs) because he just wanted to hang out with his dad and play football um and then there was one point a bit later on I can't like I'd me and him were like we'd we'd gone up against each other and I was just like oh that was good man and he kind of threw me a little stink eye like as if to be like yeah I am good and I'm like how is a 12 year old kid such a fucking little cunt how is that oh I really fucking hated him and you know what I got a fucking I deed him up with a little rainbow flick at one point you know the one where you grab the ball with your feet when it's on the floor and you flick it up over your head I rainbow flicked him. I was like, come on, cunt. I'm fucking 28. I'm a fully grown man. Yeah, you're good, but you're 12, all right? So stand in the fucking line. You're done, mate. You're nothing. I've I've had... Things have happened in my life that mean that when you give me a stink eye, I'm just not just going to sit there and take it. This isn't a banter with me. I've, I've, <laughs> I've got deep emotional problems that I will take them out by beating you at a game that I've played for twice as long as you, because I'm fucking 28! Fuck, I hated that kid, and his dad, but the kid more. <laughs> and the dad maybe was, he'd learned to keep his aggression in a little bit. The kid was just all out. Fuck. Anyway. We, um, yeah, we played soccer with them. They won. Yeah, they, yeah, all right. They won. Yeah, the kid was keeping score. <laughs> the kid was keeping score. So, I, he kept yelling it out whenever someone scored. <laughs> and that was the only time I heard him speak English. Like he just knew the numbers. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, so I feel a bit sore. Like that was like an hour of just running around sweating and stuff. And then we were in the pool for like an hour and a half after that. And it was raining. We were sitting at the bar. I was drinking a margarita at the bar under the cover while it was raining. Oh, my God. And then I got out and was just like, I feel like I've been hit by a truck, man. Just joints, sore, stomach, bit of a fever, to be honest. But I don't know, I'm feeling all right now. It's So this has been Phuket. Um, I was in Malaysia last week. I got into Malaysia. When did I get into Malaysia? On Wednesday or something? Wednesday? No. Oh, no. I had, oh my God. I had like two days on flights. I went from Bar- I went from Madrid, flew up to, that's right, I was in Berlin, oh man, this all seems like a haze to me right now, because I was so sick, and then I did the podcast in the hostel in Madrid last week, and, uh, and then I met up with a friend in Madrid, and we had some, like, uh, we just had a chat and practiced Spanish a bit, and then I flew from Madrid to, uh, to Berlin, 
and I had a nice little spot where I was sleeping in Berlin in the in the airport because it was like a 10-hour layover or something. And then they closed the whole terminal. So we had to walk all the way down to the other terminal um, to find somewhere to sleep. Fuck, Berlin sucked. And then get on the plane from Berlin and it's fucking... It's this company called Scoot. And uh, it was cheap as hell. Berlin to Singapore, 250 Australian. So cheap. And that's like the main bulk of, of, you know, the Europe to Asia flight. But because it was $250, there are no meals provided on board. You don't get any drinks. You don't get water. You don't get water. You have to pay for water. I wasn't going to pay. I was like, fuck these guys. I'm not going to pay. And then about six hours in, I took my sleeping pills, but then I woke up and six hours in, I'm like, you know what? I would, I fancy some food. So I looked through the menu. I put the little light on for the people to come down. I'm like, I'll have that. Give them my card. Sorry, sir. We don't take card. We only take a credit card, no debit card. And I don't have any cash. So it's now impossible for me to pay for anything. Even if I wanted food, I've got no food, no water. I was like, can I have some water? Like, oh, sorry, actually a bottle of water also costs money. I got five pounds in my wallet. I'm like, can I pay with pounds? Like, sorry, we don't take pounds. So I'm on a fucking 12 hour flight from Berlin to, to Singapore with no sustenance. Oh my fucking God. That was terrifying. Just sitting there going, is this it for me? Am I going to die like Burke and Wills in the desert on this fucking plane? Um, uh, one of the uh, flight staff was was gracious enough to just give me a cup of water, like a tiny little, probably I want to say like 250 mil of water. I was like, you can have this for free. <laughs> Jesus, man. Surely that's illegal, hey? Oh, fuck, that's right. My mate Dave said I should um, I should hit them up and be like, oh, I couldn't take my medication. <laughs> I needed water to take my medication. I couldn't <laughs> see if I can get some money off them or a free fare or something. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. That was crazy. And then, uh, so I got into KL, and that was where I was like, all right, Kuala Lumpur, first time in Asia. I'm trying to get, uh, yes, I got Singapore and then Singapore to KL, and I'm going to try and, uh, and find some places. There was only one cafe in uh in the book that i'm using um and it was vcr cafe and it happened to be right near i had a few places that i was like near the hostel i looked up that's the search that you got to do man for anyone wondering specialty coffee i mean you know if you're looking for a nice cafe specialty coffee is the search that you put google maps and you'll find the spots and there were three near my hostel and um there was one called Jiao Tim that I was like, because I'm trying to find the ones that are like the mix of, you know, Australian coffee culture and like the local culture. Um, I found one a few days later, I was just walking around and there was a place called the Frisky Goat, which that's, you know, if, you, if you've got a place called the Frisky Goat, that sounds like it's going to be, um, I don't know, I've, I've, been, I've been thinking about like how to find a place, you know, when you walk past and you get the vibe, especially in a foreign country, what's the vibe of the kind of place that you're going to go into and having a name called the Frisky, having a, uh, the name be the Frisky Goat is like, oh man, that's, this is a place that is like, it's English and it's like obscure enough English that I feel like the people who named it are like fluent in English. You know, it's got, I don't know what it is about that name, the Frisky Goat. It just has the vibe of, ah, what is that? 
I walked past this cafe and it was just called that. And I went in and they had like, you know, decent coffee. It was actually run by all uh, Malaysian dudes. But I guess whoever's named it knows who they're, <laughs> they're targeting with that name. Um, the coffee was fine, actually. It wasn't that great. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. So I went to VCR and uh, just because that was the only one in the book, it didn't even have an explanation about it in the book. It just had the cafe, what it's called, and like the opening hours and... Uh, like, some of them have little quotes next to them about, you know, from the people that have been there or whatever. Um, this one in the book, nothing. But I go there, and very nice. The whole thing with... Yeah. The whole thing that I noticed with Malaysia is because it's so sweaty. I mean, I guess this is all of Asia. I think all of Asia is just going to be like this. I don't know. Is it like this? It's such a huge continent, man. There's over two billion people. I mean, you've got a billion in China and a billion in India. And then you probably got another billion in the rest. It's three billion people in this area. And I've, I don't know, is it all sweaty like this? Is the weather all like this? I feel like the thing that I noticed in Malaysia was um, because it's so sweaty, being inside is like a huge thing because it's just hot and humid outside. Whereas in Australia, the outdoor seating is like the nice bit, the desirable bit in KL the the whole like culture is built around hanging out indoors like there's these huge malls the in in the city the places to go are these enormous like f- megalith fucking shopping malls man multi store like three four five story things there was one in the center the first thing that i went to when i got there that was called uh times square mall and it's in the center of kl and there's not really that much happening on the str- on the street there were like a few kind of street food places. There was like a... Also, I realized actually I went there during um, what was described to me as Muslim Christmas. It's like the end of Ramadan, right? So a lot of people were out of town drinking with their families. People were actually telling me that that weekend in, or that week in KL was as quiet as it's ever going to be in terms of like the traffic and blah, blah, blah. And it still seemed pretty busy, to be honest. So I wonder what it's like for the rest of the year. When I went into the, I went into the Times Square Mall, and it was like, uh, I mean, all first of all, it hits you like the aircon, so much aircon. I can't imagine how much energy they're using. Oh my god, I shudder at the thought. But at the same time, it's like, well, they fucking live in that part of the world, so you kind of go, oh, it was, it would be brutal without aircon. I can't imagine what it was like fifty years ago. And uh, I get into this mall, and it's just like huge man it's not even there's huge ones like huge malls everywhere this is just the one that happens to be in the center of the city and uh i noticed a thing in these malls is like uh there are trains in the shopping mall little tiny trains like for kids to ride on and stuff so there's like someone at the front in like a little gopher or whatever like a fucking golf buggy and then a few carriages attached to the back and like asian people putting their kids in putting their kids in the fucking carriages and then like walking alongside filming them and the train just goes all around the shopping mall fuck this place is weird and um there are all these stores like uh some of them i'd recognize like starbucks and and mcdonald's and and burger king and stuff and then there's like there was like a uniqlo but it wasn't called uniqlo it was called like tunifo or something but with all the same branding and shit I don't know, man. It just... Yeah, I've never been to this part of the world before, so it's really striking me how odd it is. That's a big part of the culture, staying inside. Um, 
And so when I got to VCR, this cafe, it was all like, there were a few outside seats, but no one was using them. Everyone was inside. Everyone wants to be inside. And uh, I got a V60 Ethiopian natural. Very nice. I got a soft shell crab burger. It comes out. It's the whole crab. Oh, man. It was, I, it scared me for a second, but I was like, this is what I asked for, right? I wanted to get a bit of the culture. I wanted to get, I wanted a blend of Australian coffee culture and and local coffee culture. And so I order a, a soft shell crab burger because it's something a bit different to what I normally get, thinking it's going to be like a crab steak or something, you know, like a, like a patty. It's the whole crab. <laughs> and they display it too. They put the top patty rested up so you can see this whole fucking crab legs, pincers everything and um i was like a little bit squeamish about it i've never just eaten a thing like that but i ate the legs the legs were very nice i ate that whole fucking crab man and it's kids and it's dreams and it's fucking dad it was a really nice burger actually um the crab meat was kind of sweet the skin was coming up because it's soft shell you can just eat everything you know the skin it wasn't like a shell. It was just like skin. It was just like chicken skin, really. Um, that was pretty crazy. And then, uh, so I was like, okay, this place is the only one in the book. So I want to, I think I've been scared to talk to people, especially because in Madrid, I want to speak Spanish, but my Spanish isn't good enough to just go up and casually, like, you know, chat to a stranger about stuff. And uh, I don't know, or maybe it, it probably is good enough, but I'm not confident enough with it. But I was thinking if I want to get the good stories about these, these, um, these like cities and the coffee culture in these cities, I've got to talk to people. So uh, I went up to the guy making the coffee at VCR and I showed him the book and I was like, look, man, you guys are in this book. You're the only place in KL that's in this book of like worldwide fucking places to find coffee. And the guy was like, fuck, that's so cool, man. Awesome. Um, and I said, if you, I'm, I'm here for a few more days. I'm looking for other recommendations. What can you tell me about the Kuala Lumpur coffee scene? Where can you send me? And because uh, he was, he was like, man, it's so huge. And I did a bit of reading about it. I think that place, the VCR, had been open for uh, like five years or so. Um, and I go, if you had one, one place to recommend me, it says there's a roastery called H in this area, and I'll look it up now so if anyone's familiar with Kuala Lumpur or if you just want to google map it so you can see A-I-T-C-H coffee roasters in Jalan is it Jalan? oh it's called Mutiara Damansara Mutiara Mutiara Damansara is that how you say it? Mutiara Damansara but Mutiara Damansara Mutiara Damansara Mutiara Damansara Mutiara Damansara Mutiara Damansara, Mutiara Damansara. That sounds like the chant that you, someone says that 12 times before they shoot you in the head for political dissonance. Dissonance? Yes. For singing incorrectly. Um, Mutiara Damansara is the name of the, the suburb. I caught the train out there. It was kind of near the Crackhouse Comedy Club where I performed, which, by the way, oh my God, thank you to the Crackhouse Comedy Club for being for having me on for my first ever proper club headlining weekend. That was amazing. First show, great. Second show, incredible. Honestly, incredible. One of the best shows I've ever done. Uh, First show, imagine this, right? The Friday night, my first ever headline weekend, first ever headlining gig, and the MC comes on at the start of the show, and I'm nervous. I'm feeling nervous, like, you know, I'm doing 35, 40 minutes, which I've done before, but 
not really in this kind of situation after like you know a bunch of comedians have already gone on and uh it just i don't know it's different headlining a club and being the focus of the show rather than doing 35 on someone else's show or just yeah it's different so uh i'm a little bit nervous and i want it to go well and i also want more people to be like i just i was like i really wish that i could have done something more for promoting the show as well i don't know i just there was a lot of nerves there and then one minute into the MC's opening 10 and the power goes out in the venue. Like the lights, the mic, everything gone. And I'm like, oh God, perfect, great. Yeah, perfect. And what's happened is uh, the guys behind the bar have plugged in, uh, plugged in a toaster and it's short-circuited the place. So uh, Rizal, the owner of the club, jumps up on a fucking, uh, like a, like a, a shelf thing um, to get at the switchboard and chucks the power back on. Great, we're, we're off again. But meanwhile, while that was happening, me and all the other comedians had our phones out and were shining the lights from our phones on the stage so the MC could keep talking. And um, it's probably about like 30, 40 people in uh, audience-wise. So we get going again, another couple minutes, and the power goes out again. And I'm just like, fuck, man. And we realized from behind the bar that the toaster was the thing that was fucked, not the actual PowerPoint. So Rizal goes up there again, flicks the switch again to um, put the fuse back or fucking however it works. I clearly don't know how that works. And uh, and then the show starts going again. And then at the back of the room, there's like, bang! And Rizal's fallen off the fucking thing that he was standing on. It's just given out below him and he's fallen down and his legs were already kind of fucked. He'd already hurt himself. He was limping around a bit. And the whole audience just goes, oh! <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, man. This is my first fucking, my first ever gig headlining a show. Can we take it easy on the fucking nerves, please? Oh, man. But um, the show ended up all right. After that, it was kind of up and up. The, the crowd were a bit cagey, but we got there in the end. And then the second night was honestly fantastic. Saturday night, a few more people in and just a great show. Um, but so, the, all right, so H, fuck. So this place H was um, near the crack house. It's about a 45-minute walk. That's the thing about Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur anyway. The, this city, it's so big. I don't know how many how many people live in Kuala Lumpur. How many people live in Kuala Lumpur? The population of Kuala Lumpur oh. was 1.808 million in what? 2017. No. Hey, Google, how many people live in the Kuala Lumpur greater area? Not rider area. Fuck off. There we go. Yeah, alright. Google. Nah, that... So, 1.73 million as of 2016. Greater Kuala Lumpur, also known as the Klang Valley. The Klang Valley. <laughs> Klang uh, is an urban agglomeration of 7.25 million people. That's what I'm talking about. Because... Yeah, there's no way there's only fucking 2 million people in that city. It's a huge city, but I guess it's made up of a bunch of different towns, whatever. And uh, the thing about it is that it's so big. It's so big. Like, uh, people were telling me that when they were expanding the city in... I don't know when that was. Like, I guess in the last century or 50 years or whatever. Yeah, no, in the last 50 years. Because they were saying, what, Malaysia became independent just after the war, I think, just after World War Two. And then Singapore broke off from Malaysia 
only a few years after that. There's a bit of rivalry between Singapore and Malaysia, evidently. Um, Singapore's got all the money, but Malaysians like to say that they've got the heart. They're very proud, man. I like that about them. They're really proud people. And it's a huge city. So, like, I'm trying to walk, and it's not a walking city at all. I was, I just like walking. I like getting a feel for a city. But uh, when they were making the city, they were telling me that the rainforest, that the, uh, I guess whoever was the king of Malaysia at the time, maybe it's the same guy that currently is, wanted to keep the rainforest so they didn't level the whole place and just build a city there. They have to, like, you know, they build these shopping malls and these, like, apartment complexes in between all these so they can clear a little bit of rainforest but then there's another bit there and the effect of it is that it's like a city in a jungle it feels incredible and there's still all the humidity there from the jungle i guess that's what that's from um and there's like all this wildlife it's like my friend aaron who was one of the comics who uh we had lunch at his place just before i got the um i got the plane to uh phuket he lives in this apartment complex near the crack house as well. In this part of town, there's some stuff happening. You know, it's not like the outskirts or anything, but a five-minute walk from his apartment complex and there's a fucking jungle and like a hill and you can walk, walk out there and there's monkeys. We went for a walk for half an hour from his house and there's like monkeys everywhere. Oh my God. It was really incredible. <laughs> I think that's all I have to say about it, to be honest. They were probably like... 20 monkeys that even that feels like bragging yes yeah, like fucking 20 monkeys dude really small ones though apparently some of them get kind of aggressive um uh one of the other guys was walking with aaron uh the day before and they told me they got up to one point in the path and a monkey jumped down and started baring its teeth and was looking like it was going to attack like maybe they got too close to its home or whatever and uh, so you just like stay and face it and kind of back away slowly or else they're going to charge. Oh my God, terrifying. They're not that big, but they can, fu man, those teeth will fuck you up. They'll bite your face off. I mean, <laughs> welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> yeah, that thing will bite your fucking face off, man. So, um, yeah, so it's not a walking city, but I was like still trying to walk through parts. Like I would get the train out to where I needed to be. And then uh, a lot of people were just taking... Uh, they don't have Uber here. They have a thing called Grab. Because um, evidently Uber sold its whole operations in Southeast Asia to a company called Grab. Anyway. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were like... People were telling me like, man, you don't, don't fucking walk. Get the train and then just get, you know, get a, get a taxi to the thing. Because they don't like being outside. That's part of the... They don't like being outside. It's too humid. It's too hot. You jump in the fucking cabs and it's just air conditioned and they want to be taken to the door of the place. where That's like, that's what people do there, you know? But I was like, fuck this. I'm going to walk to this place called H. And it's a 45-minute walk from the train station. And uh, some of the other walks that I've had were... It's really crazy, even like the wealth disparities, you know? Because these shopping malls are huge and then next to them, abject poverty. It was crazy. Even the first day, I went on the Thursday before I start, before my headline gig. I had just like a, I did a little warm up gig at the um, at the open mic at the crack house, and the train station near the crack house. It's a forty five minute walk from there as well to the crack house, and um, you leave the train station. The trains, like this, the underground in Kuala Lumpur, very high tech, really nice, like. And even that's kind of crazy, like, to walk from where I was staying in the center and there's, you know, stray dogs and fucking people burning incense and sitting on the street and beggars. And then you walk down into the train station and it's, like, a real fucking 
modern underground, man. It's beautiful and clean, marble floors, marble or whatever stone floor it is. I don't know if that's actual marble, but opulent, right? And um, I get down there and I take the train. I get out at the train station near the crack house, leave, and it's like dirty again. And, you know, I don't even know if I'm taking the right route, but there's 50 other people walking there with me and there hasn't been any turns that I could have taken but I seem to be going away from the direction I need to be going in, but I don't really understand this city and the way the paths and stuff work. And then we turn a corner and there's this incredible like hotel that's got like a, an aura of gold beaming out. We turn this corner and there it is and the ceilings are like 10 meters high and there's a pianist playing in the corner and ferns and these massive sheer glass windows with like fogged up looking out onto the rainforest and I'm like, is this the right way? Am I allowed to be here or are all these people just going to the hotel? And I asked the concierge at the hotel, how do I get to the crack house? And he's like, oh yeah, dude, just go fucking through here. He didn't say fucking, but it's just go through here, go up and then down and then make through there out onto the road. Is that a good accent? I think that that might be an okay accent. You go up then down and then through to the road. And, uh, is that... Am I allowed to do that? I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> I'm, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck, I'm so defensive, aren't I? Um, so I go through this hotel, and then it's like, I'm, I just find myself in one of these malls, one of these shopping malls, and I go up and over this like bridge to go over the highway, still in the shopping mall, like an inside bridge with like a fucking, you know, like a shoe store, like a footlocker and a fucking McDonald's there. And then down again, back out and I'm onto the road. And then suddenly it's just like poor again. And the roads are fucked and the pavements are fucked and there's like a pothole in the road. Oh man, really crazy. Um, anyway, so the story, right. So, I'm go to, so I go to H the next day. That was on the Thursday. On the Friday, I go to VCR and then I'm like, get this recommendation for H and uh, I'm like, fuck yeah, it's a roastery. And the guy said, you know, this is the spot, man. We, they supply so much of, uh, of the coffee scene in KL with these like amazing specialty coffee beans that they're roasting themselves. I get out there and uh, 45 minute walk and I get into this weird housing estate looking kind of area um, and it's very dead. And I'm walking through, I'm trying to find exactly where I need to be like like it's, oh, it's like three streets two streets one street on the left there we go down here and people are looking at me like i'm walking around and people are like what are you people are looking at me like what are you doing here man and all the other shops in this area are closed and you know boarded up and all i can hear floating over the like rainforest and these closed shops and empty streets is just on a megaphone or like on a huge speaker someone going oh Oh, it's like Dawn of the Dead type stuff. I know they're saying Allah and I realize that it's, it's the chanting because it's the holiday, the last week of Ramadan or the end of Ramadan. And uh, I get round to where this place is and it's fucking shot, isn't it? I go all this, I go, I go about half an hour on the train, 45 minute walk out into this weird area and it's shut and I'm just like <laughs> looking at it and all I could hear over the fucking th just this dude just keeps on praying I'm like you're not a great fucking salesman mate I get yeah we get it God's here 
and I fucking come all this way for nothing and I'm sweaty and there's not even anywhere to buy some food. He's doing great for you, but he hasn't done much for me, has he? Maybe that's the lesson, the punishment. I wasn't respecting the holy holiday and so I didn't get my fucking coffee. Oh, I wish I could have gone there. The last place I went to was uh, was called Jiao Tim. In uh, that was yeah, that was the place that I was looking at. Going, oh, is that going to be the one? Jiao Tim. Oh my god! To to finish on, phenomenal. Better than VCR. The coffee that I had, even though it was just a long black, better than VCR. I had a steamed duck bowl with like rice and sweet and sour sauce, and uh, it was like an art deco. So I couldn't I couldn't shut the fuck up about it. Everyone that I spoke to. Um, that night, I think I had that on Saturday. Yeah, I had that on Saturday. And then the Saturday night, when I got to the gig, everyone I spoke to was just like, I was like, man, I went to this place, Jiao Tim. Oh my God. The ceilings were high and it was just like spread out. And they have like art exhibitions there. They have painting sessions there. They have jazz there, improvisation things. It took me a while to warm up to KL, but on the Saturday, I realized this is the spot, man. There's a lot of cool stuff going on under your nose that you don't know about, but you just got to find it. Also, while I was wandering around that day, I wandered up. There was a, just on my fucking Google Maps, it said, like, there was a little pin that said Art Gallery. And uh, I went to it, and I wandered up five sets of stairs, and I went into some room. And there's a guy just playing freeform fucking sax in this room. I'm like... Hey man, what's up? Can I? And he's like, Yeah, come in, come in, come in. Sorry, I was like, Oh, sorry to interrupt. He's like, No, I'm just practicing, man. And I'm like, What is this? He's like, Yeah, it's like an art collective, and we do improv. I guess they've like, there's a lot of uh, like improvised jazz sessions there, or maybe I just found two, and I've extrapolated. Um, yeah, he's like, Yeah, man, come back on Tuesday, and we've got a little improvised uh, jazz thing, and we'll have some drinks here. That's what I'm talking about, man. Finding these cool places in cities. Anyway, I think that's it. I think that's all I want to talk about. Uh, the song for this week, oh yes, I'll leave you with it. I'm gonna, I'll just chuck it up on the pod uh, when I'm done. But it's gonna be uh, Aphrodite by Tracer and Beatenberg. Tracer, I've never heard of before. T R E S O R, all capitals. Um, but Beatenberg, man, I love Beatenberg from South Africa. Just real happy, bouncy vibes. And uh, this song came up on my Discover Weekly this week, and I'm loving it. So uh, I'm going to throw that up in a second. I'll probably go down. I'm going to go down and have myself a buffet breakfast now. Woo! Um, if you've got any recommendations for... Uh, where am I next? We're going to Yangon tonight. Um, got any recommendations for that? I don't think I'm going to have time to go to a cafe in Yangon, to be honest. We're, we're planning to do a little bike tour uh, with Glenn Wool, who we've been gigging with. Amazing international comic. But uh, after that, I'm off to Singapore. So if you've got any recommends for Singapore... That's the next spot that I want to be looking for cafes in, trying to talk about. Uh, other than that, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you have a great week. This has been Aiden Jones. Coffee is what happens when you're busy making plans. Peace. I'm calling out for you.
Hey. 